It's time to take a look around the NFL with our weekly visit from John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. I need to see a dog make a play. No puppies. I need a dog to make a play. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920, kicking off hour number two of the show, and we're doing it with the general, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. You can find him on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. And, John, I do appreciate you taking some time for me this afternoon. And uh, out of uh, Houston Texans camp, I saw Deshaun Watson didn't look too happy as far as uh, getting camera, uh, getting filmed every single day. Uh, why does the team continue to trot him out there? What is the purpose at this point? Well, what would they do with him? Why would they do him any favors? If you let him stay in the building, that would be doing him favors. He certainly hasn't done them any favors. He's not going to play. He'll never play for them again. He's got to fulfill the terms of his contract. And if they want him out on the field as the fourth-string quarterback, that's what he'll be. He comes out, he throws passes and warm-ups, he'll do different things, and then when they halfway through – practice when all the TV cam cameras and everybody has to put down their cell phones, then they let him go in. And today kind of snapped at the media when he came by because every day everything he does is recorded. It's news. And of course this was news today. It's the first time we've already seen anything since his last Zoom after the last game of the 2020 season. So he went over under the trainer's uh, tent, and he got his foot looked at. Then they took him over to a separate field and had a trainer work him out. Then he went in and uh, came back out wearing short shirts and a hoodie, which is the standard attire after his pads come off. You know, John, I wanted to ask you because I've always said, and I realize, like you said, that, that he'll never play for the Texans again. He'll never throw a pass for the Texans. But I always used to say that he was uh, one of the mayors there in, in Houston just because he was so beloved by the fans. What is the overall feeling of the fan base right now towards Deshaun Watson? Well, he said right after the season he wanted to be traded. and He, told, he didn't say that publicly. Sources close to Watson let the Texans know he wanted to be traded. And at first, everybody blamed them. Then, as his lawsuits, the civil suits started to pile up, 22 in all, the police investigation, NFL investigation. Uh, I guess some people were hoping he'd change his mind. But it wouldn't matter if he did change his mind. He will not be back here. But until he can resolve those legal issues, nobody's going to make them an offer. Right. Because uh, if they took on that headache, can you imagine what the repercussions would be? Exactly. I, I've been thinking that multiple times. Every time I see one of these reports about, oh, man, there's a team that wants to go make a move for him, I just, there's no way. You just can't do it right now until until everything gets resolved. And how has David Coley been? I know when he got hired, you were pretty excited uh, for him. I know a lot of people across the NFL was pretty excited for him. He has a lot of respect around the league. How has he been just on the day-to-day as far as the head coach of the team, kind of being that CEO type guy? How has he been with the media and, and just uh, around the team? He is a first-class act, great guy, energetic, always smiling, polite, friendly, goes the extra mile. He's all over the practice field, offense, defense. And when he's talking to us and the media about anything other than Watson, he's very good. But Nick Casario and Jack Easterby, the executive VP of football ops, they're trying to teach him that Patriot way that the media hates so much. And we hope 
that he never learns it. But uh, there's a lot of times when we'll ask him about a player and he'll tell us about the whole position instead of the player. But uh, he's been great to deal with. I hope he does well because he's such a class act. And how has the team kind of, uh, you know, opened up to him and how they perceived to him? And how much has Lovey Smith been able to help him as well as the defensive coordinator there? Having Lovey Smith on the coaching staff and also having Romeo Cornell as a senior advisor. You know, Lovey's been a head coach two times. Romeo's been a head coach two times, two of the best defensive coordinators when they were had those positions. They've been great for him, and he praises them all the time. He's very smart for a first-time head coach. And I don't care if you're 65 and you've been an assistant for 27 years. You still need guys who've been in that role who can you bounce things off of, and that's the, that's the role that they have served, helping David make the adjustment from long-time receivers coach, quarterback coach, passing game coordinator, to head coach. Taking a look around the NFL right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. And you mentioned the Patriot way. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the quarterback battle, the, the, the battle between Cam Newton and Mac Jones, the rookie? Uh, how do you think that that's going to shake out this preseason? I don't think much about it. Cam Newton's a starter. Mac Jones played what, a season, one season in college. I would not expect him to have any impact as a rookie if he did. It would be over the second half of the season. Hugh, all these people getting fired up about rookie quarterbacks. How many rookie quarterbacks take their team to the playoffs? Yeah, that's a good point. Not many. Right. If you play a rookie quarterback, they'll never say it, of course, but you're basically throwing in the towel on the playoffs. Every once in a while, you'll get a Ben Roethlisberger who'll step up and do well. Lamar Jackson, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's quarterbacks who've done it, but usually it's guys who were drafted low by good teams, not the bad teams up at the top. So that's why I don't think anything about uh, Mac Jones, even though they were mediocre, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. I'd be stunned if any of those rookies take their teams to the playoffs. Well, John, I did want to ask you about a couple of veteran quarterbacks in uh, Dak Prescott right there in Dallas. Uh, there's been a lot of conversation about his, his shoulder, his strain that he has. That's not a big deal, but he's got multiple MRIs right now. At what point do you think that the team needs to be concerned about, about what's going on with Dak, or are they concerned right now? Well, I would imagine they're concerned because he's coming back two surgeries. I didn't know that. He said on hard knocks that he'd had two, and it didn't get out on the second one. And those were some ugly scars he showed on hard knocks. But the thing about, yeah, he's recovered from the ankle, Q. They wouldn't put him out there if he hadn't. Right. But that thing about shoulder soreness, they acted like it was no big deal. Shut him down. Problem is, he don't want to be shut. His coaches to get out on the field, he's so desperate to be out there with his teammates that he's got to be smart and do whatever the doctor's and trainers tell him to do. Talking right now with John McClain here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. How about Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson? Those two guys look like they're going to be coming back a little bit sooner rather than later for, uh, for the Colts and, and maybe even uh, as early as week one. Are you kind of surprised that, that their timetable has been sped up so quickly? Well, I'll believe it when I see it, Q. You go from <laughs> five weeks to 12 weeks, and then all of a sudden they're ready for the first game. That would be fabulous. For the Colts, they've got a brutal first 
five games. There's a reason that's saying in the NFL, it's not what you do in September and October, but November, December, and hoping you get to January. John, do you think that home field advantages will return in 2021 now that you're going to see fans in the stands? If you go back and look when fans were allowed, there wasn't a huge discrepancy. Players are used to playing on the road. Usually it's the good teams that play best at home, and the bad teams don't. So, yeah, there'll be an advantage, as they've always said in Vegas, their home field advantage is worth three points. I don't know if they still see that. You know that better than I would. <laughs> but uh, it's got to get players so much more fired up than playing in empty stadiums or near empty stadiums. Or if you're the case of the Dallas Cowboys playing before 30,000 or whatever, Jerry Jones put it in there last year when he was so happy to remind everybody he led the league in attendance. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. You knew Jerry was going to get his money, though. You knew he was going to get those fans in there, as many as possible, and he sure did do that and, and lead the league in attendance. And I uh, wanted to talk about a couple stadiums with you as well. SoFi Stadium, brand-new stadium, uh, didn't have any fans last year, obviously. And then, of course, Allegiant Stadium uh, here in Vegas, brand-new stadium. Uh, how cool and how, how fun do you think it'll be for fans to get into those particular stadiums since they're brand-new and nobody's been in them yet? To anytime your stadium is new, and you're a fan, or you're a player, you're anybody in the organization, it is so exciting, especially when you've played in a dump. And let me tell you what, the Raiders played in a dump in Oakland. There (laughs) was no question. I've been there many times, worst stadium in the league. And you know what? The L.A. Coliseum is steeped in history, and they renovated it, but it still wouldn't rank in the top 20. 25 or 30, right? and so I know both those teams are pumped to be able to have fans in their new digs, and I can't wait to see those stadiums. And, John, before I let you go, I do want to ask you about Hall of Fame weekend. I just got back from Canton on Monday. It was just a lot of fun being out there, seeing all the greatness that is the Hall of Fame, which you're very familiar with, but what were your overall impressions, what you saw uh, from the speeches? Uh, what were your biggest takeaways from Hall of Fame weekend? Well, I'm glad they kept them mainly to the limit. Mm -hmm. Things moved very quickly. I thought Peyton Manning had the best speech, as you would expect him to, because he's Peyton Manning. I was happiest as a coach or a contributor for Tom Flores, as a player for Drew Pearson, and I thought Edgerton James had the best walkaway line. He did. He did. He started with gold teeth and he ended with the gold jacket. That was awesome. And I'll tell you, John, you'd be proud of me. I didn't go to any Hall of Fame parties. I, I stopped myself. I did not go. I, I, I remain responsible. <laughs> well, that's a, is that a first for you? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. I just knew I was going to go to Edger and James' party. I had an opportunity to go, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to wake up early in the morning the next day on Sunday morning if I did that, so I just said no. <laughs> well, you've wised up a lot since you got to Las Vegas, I can tell you that. <laughs> I know that's right, John. Well, uh, I definitely appreciate you making some time for me this afternoon. Uh, what you got coming out on uh, Texas Sports Nation uh, by way of Houston Chronicle that uh, fans should be on the lookout for? Q, we've got uh, columns. I've got videos. I've got podcasts, all kinds of stories. Thank you very much for having me. 
As always. And there he goes, the great John McClain right there from the Houston Chronicle, our normal guest on Thursdays. We usually have him at 2.30, but had to push him back just a little bit as we had Beth Mowens at 2.30. She'll be on the broadcast for the Seahawks Raider game at Allegiant Stadium coming up on Saturday. So uh, that's that was good stuff right there from John. We definitely appreciate him. Coming up next, we're going to turn our attention to Nova Home Loans. That's right, Dustin DeHart. He's going to join me and talk all things homes Talk about my nightmare trying to find a place to live here in Las Vegas. We'll do all that. I think it's going to be like a therapy session. We'll do it next. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Raider Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Got to give big ups to my guy John McClain from the Houston Chronicle who joined us in the last segment just to take a look all around the NFL. Of course, there's a preseason game going on tonight. Uh, officially, I guess it'd be week two of the preseason, even though there's only one preseason game last uh, week. That was the Hall of Fame game. Uh, but right now, I got to turn our attention. I need a little bit of therapy, Demond. I need a little bit of I've been on edge for a while. What's the matter? No, no. Why you say it like that? Why you say it? Why you got to use it? Whose voice is that? You had Uncle Willie on the show earlier. Whose voice? What voice was that? That was just a concerning voice, just concerned. All right. Well, I was concerned, too, about my own well-being when I was trying to find a place to live here in Vegas. Finally did uh, stumble on upon a place, so I'm kind of uh, I'm okay with it right now. But uh, right now, from Nova Home Loans, my guy, Dustin DeHart, uh, definitely appreciate you, my man. And, uh, yeah, I need some therapy. I need some therapy, and I need some, I need some answers to this question of why was it so difficult for me, and this is your expertise, why was it so difficult for me to find a place to rent here in Las Vegas? It almost made sense. It almost felt like it would have made more sense for me to even try to buy a home instead of, instead of rent one. Yeah. Well, first off, Q, I, I appreciate being on the show. I've been listening to you on Cofield for a, a long time. I appreciate all the Raiders' knowledge, and it's just an honor to be on your show today with you. But, yeah, man, it's crazy right now. You know, most people know that the housing market's gone nuts, but most people don't know that the rental market is even more nuts. And right. it's actually, it's it's insane. And yeah, like if you are in a world of hurt, if you're trying to find a rental property right now, you know, and there's, you know, it just comes down to supply and demand. Um, there's a lot of factors of what are happening. A lot of it has, has to do with COVID. But then there's the fact that rents are rising so much right now. It's crazy. You know, we're actually the third highest uh, city in the nation with rents rising. I think we're over a tw- over 12% this year. So think about that. Every month it's going up 1%, you know, wow. besides Phoenix and Riverside, we are number three. So unless you want to move to Seattle, they're actually negative 3%. <laughs> so they, they got their own issues and it's not the Mariners, but we won't talk politics, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, look, uh, it's it, it, right now when you look on the what's called the multiple listing service, which the preponderance of of rentals will go on. Uh, you know, and a lot of people use a re- real estate agent as well. There are less than a thousand houses right now to to rent, which is crazy. I mean, it's probably the lowest it's been in twenty years. I think twenty years ago we had a lot, you know, way, way less people uh, in town right now. So we realistically we should be around five thousand. Uh, rentals for a comfortable number, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so it's, you know, and people, have, you know, because of COVID, we, we just have an influx of demand, man. You mm-hmm. know, there's people that are coming here from California. They can work from home now. So they've realized, 
well, shoot, why am I staying in California paying, you know, these high property taxes, high, you know, high state taxes and cost of living and geez, their rents double what it is here. So we've got all this influx of demand and then we have low supply. And one of the reasons for the low supply too is also from COVID is because of the eviction moratorium, right? Right. Where, uh, you know, look, now this was needed, but again, everything, you know, you got to look into it at both eyes, right? Is, you know, we don't want people getting kicked out because, you know, they lost their job because of COVID. I mean, there should be some relief for them. But let's face it, man, there's a, there's a lot of people that are gaming the system, as you know, oh, yeah. that are simply just not making their rent payments, right? And these poor landlords are stuck holding the bill, right? Because uh, they have to make their mortgage payments uh, if they do have a mortgage. And, and look, a lot, of, you know, a lot of people have rental properties, you know, that are using that rent for, for fixed income. And unfortunately, they're not receiving these rents. And the CDC just uh, extended that moratorium two more months. And man, I, I would be shocked if that's still not extended throughout the rest of the year. So, so landlords are in trouble, renters are in trouble. Yeah, I mean, even like two, I think it was a couple of days ago, there was in the paper some landlord went to, to dispute <laughs> his rents with somebody, ended up murdering them both. So, right, right. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. But man, I, I see a lot more of that happening. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, man, if you don't have perfect credit, and if you have dogs. Like, you you know, good luck finding a rental property. It is really difficult. And uh, I think you got lucky. I mean, you, I, I, I talked to you the other day. And, I mean, how many how many places did you go through till you finally found one? Oh, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> I went through so many and had my credit run so many times and had my employment checked here at the radio station. I kept having people here at the station say, hey, I talked to, uh, you know, so-and-so. They wanted to make sure you were employed here. I'm like, yeah, I am. And they're like, yeah, cool. I think you're going to get this place. Nope, didn't get that place. I, I promise you, I went through at least like seven, eight, nine places before we finally got one. So it was just, uh, it was such a bear. I mean, Dustin. Security deposit down or anything like that, too? What happened? What'd you say? Did you have to put like a big security deposit oh. down, too? Because that's the other thing. They're yeah. These astronomical security deposits. That's crazy. But they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Right? They, 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 you're right. They, they make the rules, and that's what they did. And so, yeah, I did have to put down a big deposit. But uh, luckily, we were able to get that through. So that nightmare is over. And, you know, there's so much you know going on. And, and we talked about this before about how, how the market and, and this area in general, you know, the Las Vegas area is just blowing up with all the sports teams that are here with the Raiders, obviously the, the Golden Knights. And, and everyone's just coming here, including myself. You know, and so, uh, you know, like you said, the supply and demand is just is just kind of out of whack right now. But uh, there's one thing you mentioned, Seattle. Seattle's coming to town. They're also coming to town uh, this this uh, Saturday for the Raiders game. I know uh, that you're going to be there in attendance. Um, how excited are you to be in Allegiant Stadium and just check out a game? I know it's preseason, but just to see a game live with fans there. And I can't wait. So, you know, we were season ticket holders. Uh, we actually bought in the club. And, uh, you know, I was so excited to go last year. And, you know, it's just such a letdown that we couldn't make it in the stadium. I did see the stadium at a UNLV game. It was a little weird because there was only like 200 people there. Right. I think it was the first or second game where they were allowing fans in. So, yeah, I can't wait, man. I, I just can't wait to see the stadium, see the buzz. It, it's just unbelievable how high these ticket prices have gone up. Right. People, like, that's supply and demand, too, right? Everybody wants to, like, if you're going to go to any game, if you live in another city, right? People want to come to the Raiders game, and it's it's nuts. You know, even this preseason game 
it's just it's going to be a ton of energy and i just can't wait to go out there check out my seats see the club see the atmosphere and i'm, I'm just jazzed up man can't wait now dustin and we're talking right now with uh, dustin dehart from uh, nova home loans and uh, he's a proud title sponsor here of unnecessary roughness on radio nation radio 920 i i, I did i caught you saying that you you're, you're in the club now are you in the club club are you in the nightclub area of the stadium or are you just in the club uh, club yeah just the club so uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I do want to check that nightclub out. Now, so it was um, the PSLs. It was, you know, the, basically it started at like 75,000, which is crazy, right? Right. And, and then 35,000. And then ours were 20, which is a lot of money. But literally, Q, I'm on, I'm on the end seat because I need an aisle seat. I'm too wide. And I hate getting up to go to the bathroom, right? But literally, I can reach over, you know, there's the stairs, right? And I can reach over to the guy that paid 35 grand for his PSL. So I feel like that's a pretty good real estate right there, right? Right, about exactly. About six feet of $15,000 of, of a, a reduction in price. But, yeah, the club looks awesome. I just saw some pictures online of it. Uh, yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. The stadium's beautiful. Uh, we got a parking pass, thank God, because I know that's going to be a nightmare. But yep. it's going to be fun. I mean, I know the town's ready to go. Yeah, they are, and uh, you know, I caution everyone just you know, hey, get there a little bit early because, of course, like you said, the the parking's going to be it's new. Everything's new. It's a new experience. There was no fans driving in last season, so everything's going to be new. Just be patient. Uh, it'll get all worked out at some point. And uh, you know, uh, Dustin, I'm I'm so excited about this uh, this partnership here with uh, Nova Home Loans. And I, I mentioned to you the other day that I'm I'm looking to try to buy a home in about a a year. Uh, what what do you feel like I should be doing right now, maybe, and even as in preparation uh, for a year down the road where I can decide that, Hey, it's time for me to move into a house and actually buy a home. Yeah. First of all, I think you, you, you made a good decision by not buying right, right when you got here, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you need to learn the town, figure out where you want to live. Right. And, you know, we see a lot of people queue all the time. They just kind of buy sight unseen and, you know, they're just kind of trusting their real estate agent to, to make the right decision for them. But neighborhoods, everything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't know the neighborhood. Right. So you right. Live here, right. But, <laughs> But yeah, you know, um, you know, six months before you, you go to buy, we you know I want you to come in the office. We'll sit down. You and your wife will just take a quick mortgage application. I know your credit's fine, but you know, some people may have some credit challenges. Um, we actually offer free credit services at Nova Home Loans. So if uh, you know you do have a lower credit score, we're not going to send you some credit, uh, you know, credit repair company that's going to charge you thousands of dollars to do nothing. We're going to work with you for free and get your score up where it needs to be. You know, and then we'll talk about programs. You know, look, you know, talk going back to these rent, rentals, um, you know, look, if, if you're going in a rental, call me up. Let's see if we can actually buy you a house. Right. You know, home, home prices are going up more than rents, believe it or not. <laughs> and, you know, look, you know, even if you don't have a ton of money for a down payment, there's great down payment assistance programs out there right now, Q, uh, that are available. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, you don't have to have 20% down. I mean, a lot of people think that, you know, at the end of the day, if you've got a, a good job, you've got a little money in the bank, um, and you've been on that job for, you know, for, for a little while, then you probably, probably qualify. You probably buy a house. So, nice. you know, like, look, call us up and let's figure it out for you. Well, I'll tell you this, Dustin, I told the wife last night, and this is going to so, sound so, uh, like I'm, I don't know, from a, from a movie scene and maybe it's cause I'm going to quote a movie, but I, I told her last night that I want to, at some point after we buy a house, I want to stand on top of the roof and, and throw my hands up and say, I am Scarface. I am here. <laughs> like, I want to be the guy, you know what I mean? I just want to stand up there. Like the world is mine. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, having your own home. I mean, what what's better than that? I mean, it's, right. this is amazing. You know, I mean, it 
you know, yeah, look, you know, rent, you got to got a good house right now, but it's not your house. You know what I mean? You can't do anything to it. It's not, you don't want to do anything to it. And you know, when you go to buy their house, that's, that means everything. It's just right. it's a great feeling. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait to help you out, brother. I, I, I really can't. And I'm, I'm just so happy you're on the you're on the show right now and we're a part of it and can't wait to get going with you bro yeah exactly it's gonna be a fun journey uh, I look forward to talking to you each and every week uh, if anyone you know really kind of needs to, to reach out to you maybe they're thinking about going into the, the the home buying process right now what do they need to do yeah look even if you own a home you know we what we offer to is the mortgage tune-up that's what I call it so we get under the hood of that mortgage and see if we can get you in a better one right maybe you know look maybe just lowering your interest rate, getting rid of mortgage insurance. But a lot of people have a ton of equity and, you know, we can pay off some debts for you. You know, debt consolidation loans are one of the most uh, finan- best financial tools around there. It can really save your life. It's crazy. But, yeah, call us at 577-2600-702-577-2600. Dustin, great stuff, my man. I definitely appreciate you. Like I said, I look forward to talking to you each and every week, educating myself and help educate uh, others as well on this whole process and getting them into something that they're comfortable with or or maybe even getting them out of something. But either way you look at it, man, we're going to work it out each and every week. I definitely appreciate you. Go, go Raiders, bro. Next week, man. <laughs> All right, no doubt. I'll see you at the game on Saturday as well as Dustin DeHart right there from Nova Home Loans. Uh, yeah, man, I'm telling you, trying to rent a place, and I was trying to rent a house here. I uh, finally got into a place. It was an absolute nightmare to the point where uh, me and the wife were almost like, you know what, damn it, let's just go get this little small, tiny apartment, and we'll just go there because we're guaranteed Apartments to get it. Apartments ain't cheap out here either, man. No, they're not, but the thing about it is the place was guaranteed, and the, the houses that we were trying to rent weren't guaranteed. They were they were hitting us with the old okey-doke, man. They were taking all these different applications. They were running our credit, and then 10 of us all qualified, and then they were just picking one. Oh, well, you're from out of state, so no, never mind. Yeah, you're talking about your horror stories. I wanted to hop on. What can you just do about a brother looking for an apartment? <laughs> Is that you? Yes, that's me. Okay, so, well, I don't know, because throughout the course of the show, you've had these different characters. You oh, were... no, this is me, Demond. <laughs> Help me. We will. We'll make that happen. Dustin's my guy. He's a big sports fan. He's a big Ricky Henderson fan. You can't go wrong with a Ricky Henderson fan. He's got a big old Ricky Henderson poster, or, or it's not a poster. It's actually a picture in a frame in his office. So anyone who's a Ricky Henderson guy is, is, is cool with me. I can rock with that dude. I'm trying, to think of an, I'm trying to think of a joke to, like, steal a home, you know, because I need it. You steal a home, you're going to go to jail. I'm not stealing oh anything. Oh, my God. I, I know we got to go to break, but I like looked up that story about the landlord oh, murder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's a bad guy. That's, hey, man. <laughs> I want my money. I want it now. <laughs> yes. 329 is the time. Many thanks to Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans. Uh, he's going to join us each and every week here on Thursdays around 315 to talk and educate each other and everyone about what they need to do to get themselves into that home. Coming up next, we're going to turn our attention to Vic Tafer from The Athletic. Uh, get his thoughts on what he's seen and what he's heard in training camp and what he's thinking about the little buzz that's around this team. We'll do that next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Any Oakland Raider fan, Las Vegas Raider fan, stand up. Keep standing. Keep standing. Anybody, anybody who's a fan of the way I played the game of football, you stand up too. Anybody. Keep standing. Don't sit down. Stand up. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. 3.33 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness. 
Show's going by fast and furious. Had a lot of really good guests on today's show. Had a lot of good calls on today's show. And we have another good guest I'm very excited about. Uh, Vic Tafer from The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at Vic Tafer. Puts out great work on The Athletic. Him and Tashawn Reed do a great job. See them out there at uh, training camp practice uh, just about each and every morning. And Vic, thank you so much uh, for your time this afternoon, my man. And, uh, you know, I, I threw out the question earlier to Raider Nation uh, about the buzz that's around this team. And I, I just kind of wanted to know, is it that same buzz that's around every team every year around this time where everyone's excited, there's new coach, there's new players, this is going to be our year? You know, that, that, kind of, that kind of feel. Or is this real? Is there really a, a different buzz or different feel? From your vantage point, which you've been able to see at practice uh, in the morning there in Henderson, what, what do you feel the energy around the team is right now? I do think it's pretty good. I think you're right. It's everywhere around the league. Every team thinks they have a chance. This is the year. All their moves, the draft picks are great, and the free agent signings are great. But I think with the Raiders, you know, the bar's been kind of low because the defense has been so bad uh, for a while now. I think they actually got some players this year. You look at the D-line. I think everyone's excited about the D-line this year. I think it looks pretty good so far. They look, look faster and twitchier, as it's a good word. I think Ngakka looks like the real deal. Uh, Max Crosby's in phenomenal shape, and the guys inside also look pretty good. Darius Tylon, I think, looks good. So I think there's some legitimate uh, reason for hope as far as that defensive line goes this year. What has uh, you been your thoughts on the relationship between Max Crosby and Unique Ngakwe? It's kind of cool. I mean, uh, you know, they came in, and they were uh, social media BFS right away. I think they kind of uh, went to the field. I think they both respect each other's you know, uh, skill set. And also, I think just the, the effort. Both guys are definitely locked in. And definitely at practice, you can see the energy and kind of the emotion. They're kind of taking it seriously every rep and trying to be examples for the younger guys on the team. So uh, there's no reason why they can't you know, be a 20-25 sack combo, which is pretty uh, pretty rare for the Raiders and I think pretty exciting for fans. Yeah, man, the fans would lose their mind. If those two guys combine for 25 sacks, The I mean, man, Raider Nation is going to tell you that they're going to win the Super Bowl just because, I mean, that's something that they haven't seen in so long. How about Jonathan Abram? How about him playing closer to the line of scrimmage, more comfortable, look like in the box? Uh, we saw some drills the other day where it was one-on-one. That's not really his forte. Uh, he kind of whiffed pretty bad on one play. But uh, today he looked pretty good, uh, especially in some of the drills that were going on. How much more comfortable do you think he is now that he's playing more in that box? He says he is. The coaches, I think, are happy with his progress. For me, it's hard, it's hard for me to evaluate safeties in practice because you know, yeah. like, it's not full, full speed, not contact. And like you said, the, the coverage drills aren't really going to be his strength. So... I think that's the kind of guy you want to see in games. I'm not sure how much he'll play uh, in the game on a couple nights, but he should play probably a lot more next week. And I think those workouts against the Rams, the two days against the Rams, will be key for guys like him to see what progress he's made and how he does in terms of the 7-on-7 uh, seven seven and 11-on-11 11 11 drills. So, uh, but I think the coaches definitely are excited about him. He's gotten a little smaller. They say he's kind of uh, toned down a little bit. He used to have this huge kind of brashness to him. They tell him to, hit, to take it down a notch, and he's done that. So, um yeah, I think we'll see. I think everyone has confidence in Gus Bradley and Ron Miles as coaches, so that's definitely been one of their bigger projects. Talking right now with Vic Tafer from The Athletic here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And Damon Arnett, he met with the media today. He was pretty entertaining. Uh, you know, he just almost had that that kind of feel like he knew that he belonged there. But, Vic, I'll say he's got a lot of work to do. He's still got to prove that he belonged there. Uh, what were your biggest takeaways from Damon Arnett, and how do you think he gets on the field this year? I think the coaches are happy with the progress he's made. I think he, he, he kind of flexed for the media today, and mm-hmm. he's seen the results of him having a more of a focus in the weight room. He's definitely put some weight on, and I think he's also improved his focus kind of on and off the field. I think he had some other things going on with the music and the, the, the net way of the girls on the social media, and he's rapping all the time. I think his 
I think they're kind of toned down a little bit. The coaches, hey, man, focus on this, and this is what we want you to work on. So I think they're happy with his progress. I think right now uh, Casey Hayward and Trayvon Mullen are definitely the starting corners. But, yeah, if you have a number three corner, that's still a, a pretty important role because teams, you know, they pass so much. And they have guys, you know, spread out there. So there definitely should be a role for him if he keeps uh, on this upward the track. How much do you think Casey Hayward, that veteran presence, has helped him out, and not just him, but uh, also Trayvon Mullen as well? been huge because he knows, you know, Gus Bradley and Ron Miles so well. They've been together, I think, six years, I want to say. So uh, he knows every wrinkle of the defense, what they want to do, what, uh, what things to look for when you're on the field, when you're, your footwork, what do you got to do, but what's foot first, and just your responsibilities. So I think he's been huge. I think he's come in, taken on that role. He enjoys that role. Um, for me, obviously, the question mark is once the – the game started for real. Mm-hmm. I mean, how close is he to the player he was three or four years ago? I think he lost his step, that's fair to say. But he looks good in practice, and hopefully that, that you know, transfers to the field when the game starts for real. Right, no doubt about it. Talking right now with Vic Tafer from The Athletic, talking all things Raiders training camp and uh, what to expect and what we've been seeing as we're out there at the practice facility there in Henderson. And uh, Brian Edwards, he's made himself a heck of a name so far in training camp. And I always caution, like, hey, it's, it's just in training camp, but – what have you seen from 89 out there? Uh, have, do you think that he could be a real deal player for the Raiders this year? Yeah, I think like you and me, you know, most of the media is like telling the fans to take a breath, and John Gruden says he's the next T.O., so, <laughs> right. so, 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 much, so much for that. But um, he definitely has the things you want in that kind of receiver. He definitely has the high-point skills. He's a big physical guy, and his problem has always been staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far he has this camp. I think that's been a problem for his going back to high school and college. But – I think ideally he and Ruggs are a great complement to each other. Like one guy's a, you know, a speedy deep threat, one guy's more the possession type to beat you on third down and, and seven and get that catch on the sideline. So, and, and ideally they're, they're a great combination for years to come. Do you expect Derek Carr to take more uh, shots downfield? And what I mean by that, not necessarily plays called, but just those 50 50 balls, maybe in a, almost a scramble type drill? I think so. I think with Derek, you see, I mean, he gets a, a bad rap for but I think he's shown that. Once he has confidence in you as a receiver, he'll definitely he'll take chances. He'll definitely, like we saw last year when Aguilar made some plays for him, mm-hmm. he would keep going back to him. I think with Rugs, there were a few cases, I want to say, in the middle of the street, that middle stretch of the season, where he had some balls that Rugs didn't come down with. He may have lost a little bit of confidence in him. I think that's natural. But I think Derek definitely is a big on, and obviously knows what he has in Darren Waller. That's, that chemistry's been proven, and Hunter Renfro, the same thing on the short yard. So I think he wants to have guys he can rely on. Down the field, I think Ruggs made enough strides this year where he'll get a lot more targets uh, down the field this year. Yeah, I think Henry Ruggs, especially with the size that he he put on, the muscle that he put on in the offseason, I think that's going to be big for him. Uh, his overall game, I think, is going to help him out a lot. And uh, you mentioned his name, so i got to ask. You mentioned Darren Waller. At what point do, uh, do do you start to get concerned about him missing from practice? Good question. I think my, my timeline is going to be next week. If we're in L.A. for the first day of the Rams uh, practices, He's not, not out there. Then I think there's probably um, something went wrong. I think right now, I don't think it's a serious thing. I think it may be a, I want to guess, it's a muscle thing. But right. I saw him talking to trainers of the first day. I saw him in the weight room two days afterwards. So, and the, the sense you for other people around the building is it's not, it's not a serious thing. It's more of a cautionary thing. There's no reason to risk it at all of him because he's shown he's in immaculate shape. He knows the offense. He and Darren, Derek have all the chemistry in the world. So you don't need him to be out there for these six days of training camp. It'd be nice, but. It's not really a thing you have to have. So my timeline is next week. If he's not out there next next Wednesday, I think it is, then we got to uh, 
definitely press uh, John Gruden about what's going on. All right, I, th- I like it. I like it. That's a good timeline to have right there. And, and Vic, before I let you go, uh, Marcus Mariota, he was not at practice today. He was uh, in the weight room. He was spotted in the weight room. Uh, John said that he had a, a sore leg. He, I guess he hurt his leg on a on a run to the end zone to finish practice the other day. Uh, any concern there, especially with the game coming up on Saturday? You expected Marcus Mariota probably to get uh, quite a bit of burn out there. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think he's he's had some flashes at training camp where he's had some good plays and also some interceptions, so I think he's up and down. But he's a, probably one of the better back and quarterbacks you know, in the league, so I think they're fine with him. And no reason to put him out there this weekend. I think we'll, uh, fans can enjoy Nathan Peterman and uh, and Case Cookus in the, uh, <laughs> in the Allegiant Stadium you know, opener so they can uh, – you look at those guys for a while. Right, absolutely. And uh, as I mentioned, Vic, you and uh, Tashawn do a great job there on The Athletic. What, what do you got coming out that uh, Raider fans should be on the lookout for? Good question. Today we had a little, uh, little column about the defense really that good and talked about Carl Nassib and some things I saw with him the last few weeks. And then I think Deshaun's got a big preview and the uh, Coming notes column coming out tomorrow. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be making sure I check out the app. I got it on my phone. I I got in with the athletic when it had the little five dollar deal. I think it just re uh, re up the other day on my credit card. And I was like, all right, I like it, man. Yeah. Sixty bucks is nothing. So uh, you guys do a great. It's more than five bucks now, I'm sure. We, we got you. <laughs> once, once it gets you and lock you in, it's over. There, hey, look, I, maybe I'm grandfathered into the program. I don't know, but I'll take it. But uh, you guys do a great job, man. I definitely appreciate you this afternoon. All right, man. I appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot. All right, no doubt. There he goes, Vic Tafer from the Athletic. Yeah, man, it just uh, it just renewed on my credit card, and it was only uh, I think it was sixty bucks for the whole year. So that's that's five bucks. I know that kind of math. That's five bucks a month. Uh, I'm okay with that, and uh, more importantly, it was okay that the uh, the wife said, "All right, that's you can get a pass. That's fine. You can spend that." She didn't uh, limit me on the money that I'm allowed to spend. She's she's a she's a banker, so you know how them bankers are. They be counting every single penny. But, uh, yeah, I got my athletic subscription, and you should get yours as well. 3.43 is the time. Many thanks to Vic Tafer for joining us right there. Uh, hit us up, Raider Nation. We got a few more minutes left in this show, 702-365-9200. Let me know about the buzz. You heard from Vic Tafer right there, a guy who's going to shoot you straight. He's not going to blow uh, smoke up your backside. He's not going to do that. He's not going to tell you something just to tell you something. Feels like there's a little bit something different at this team. Are you feeling the same way? Let us know. 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Let us know. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the, just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Just have a few minutes left in today's show. Then we'll be passing the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor, who is live in Henderson, Raiders practice facility. We've been there all week long. If it was JT, if it was me, if it was Vinny, we've just been there all week long. We're taking our residency over there, which is okay. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. That's a great way to uh, to do this partnership and just have that that ability to do the show live there uh, from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. A really good, cool studio to, to hang out with. And as I've been told, Vinny's going to have some very, very cool guests in studio with him. So I'm, I have to say, Damon, I think I'm a little jealous that Vinny gets to have some some great guests in in studio with him, and I get Uncle Willie. Come on, man! What what are you talking about? You want you want him to come back? We can get Uncle Willie back. 
No, nah, I'm just saying, why do I got to get Uncle Willie mm-hmm. and he's gets, he gets Las Vegas aces? Would you rather have Olympic gold medalist or Uncle Willie? Definitely, uh, I'd definitely rather have Olympic gold medalist. Because, I mean, that's that's just a, a piece of metal. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> so mean. it's only a gold. <laughs> gold medal. Oh, the, here you know it comes. Bring your Uncle Willie. You know what? <laughs> now, Q, come on now. I, you want to talk greater football or you want to talk basketball now? I thought this was, well, come on. Mark Davis by the team, and now, now, well, now you want to talk about basketball? Come on, man, we got to talk about them Raiders and how they got that game on Saturday now. Wow, well, gonna be t- <laughs> got that game on Saturday, Q. <laughs> that's all. That, that's all on my mind. That's a combination. That, of that's Uncle all, Willie. That's all that's on my mind. Now. That's Uncle Willie slash Bernie Mac. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. But that was a, that was a that was a combo right there. That was a combo package. I like it though. I like it. Good job. I did throw out there on the Raider Nation listener line because I do like interacting with. More than Uncle Willie. Raider Nation listener line is awesome. 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. There's a buzz, buzz around this team. And I know the first preseason game is only about to take place on Saturday. There hasn't been one game yet. There's only been some practices, glorified practices, nothing really full speed. Secondary is not trying to really tackle anyone to the ground as they should not. I mean, it's again, you're not trying to hurt your, your teammates. You want to make sure you get through training camp and in the preseason as healthy as possible. But there's a buzz around this team. So I just want to know. I threw it out there earlier. We had a lot of great, great responses, a lot of great calls. Raider Hutch, uh, 502 Raider D. Uh, we had uh, Aaron. We had Just Went Wendy. We had my guy, uh, Peg Leg Raider. I mean, we've had some really good responses about the buzz. And, and multiple people have said, I blame you and Vinny for creating this buzz because you guys are giving us hope. And hopefully it's not it's not false hope. You know and, what's so funny? Multiple people said that too. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. You're like you're right. I'm like no. I'm thinking about it. No, you're right. They are blaming you and Vinny. Yeah, and I'll and take they made that. Sure to name the both of you too. Right. I'll take it because I kind of feel like I'm I am part of the you know I don't want to call it a problem because it might not be a problem. It might be a real thing. But I do feel like I'm kind of helping create the buzz. But that's why when I'm sitting at the house and I'm working at night, I feel like there's a buzz too. And I'm uh, and I, I keep questioning myself. Like am I am I tripping? Sometimes you got to question yourself. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and just question yourself. So we got a text on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R, Big Dub Raider. Excited for this season. We're finally giving D.C. a decent defense and feel like the offense is going to take another step forward. Go Raiders. And see, that that's that's it. Everyone feels like that defense, or everyone that has called in or, or chimed in by way of text, feels like the defense is going to take that step forward. They're going to feel like they're they're going to be that defense that you know Derek Carr basically never had. So, and I love someone like a uh, big dub Raider there that says decent. He's just hoping for decent. I think that's what anyone's hoping for. Honestly, uh, Aaron, when he called in, he said, I mean, it's, you know, they were 29th last year. It can't get much worse, which is true. I mean, when you're at just about rock bottom, the only way to go is up, but that doesn't mean that you're going to go up. I mean, we've seen teams that have been sitting in the, in the, in the, in the basement forever. Can't find their way out of the basement. There's like no steps to get out of the basement. It's just like you're there. You're in the basement, and that's it. You ain't going nowhere. This team has expectations to go somewhere. So. Playoffs are bust? I mean, well, <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be. You don't, you, I mean, I, I think John Gruden, John Gruden's not going to say that. He's not going to come out and say that. But like he said earlier, you know, the 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 goal every year is, is or Derek Carr said that, the goal every year is to go win, win the Lombardi. I mean, there's there's no other goal. You don't go into the season and just say, hey, we want to be a decent team. Now, there's some teams that go into the season where, hey, there's a real deal shot that they're going to go and hoist the Lombardi at the end of the year. You've got to get to the playoffs to be able to do that. 
I think the Raiders realize that they've got to get to the playoffs. I don't think John Gruden going into year four doesn't wants to be sitting at home after after 17 regular season games. I don't think he wants that. Just my gut feeling. Maybe by the chippiness that he had today in the media session. Didn't want to talk at all. It's not like he didn't want to talk. He just, I think he was just kind of a matter of fact. And, and I'll ask Vinny in just a second. But Vinny, I mean, he really kind of got him going when he started talking about GPS numbers and then that kind of loosened him up a little bit. But yeah, he wasn't really, he wasn't in the most talkative mood. Questions that we asked were very valid. So it wasn't like, you know, he was looking at somebody thinking, you dummy, why would you ask me a question like that? And sometimes that happens. I've been in many media sessions where I'm like, that was a dumb question. That was terrible. But that wasn't the case. All the questions were good. JT played the whole the whole uh, media session today earlier. I think it was fine. You know, I think it was. I think it's fair. I asked a question about the, the defense getting after it, kind of ratcheting things up the last two days. And I think he looked at me, kind of gave me that Chucky look first, and then he decided to answer it. And then I asked him about the offense. You know how they how they've rebounded, or how he felt they rebounded. And I think that's fair because Derek Carr told us yesterday he was ready to kick the crap out of the defense. You know what? That's I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. He was like, yeah, coach gave y'all an extra day. Coach yeah. gave y'all an extra day. Like, y'all yeah. lucky I couldn't get on that practice field today. Did he prove anybody wrong? I seen the one catch that uh, Edwards Brian had. Brian Edwards it, had, yeah, yeah. It looked like a great catch. It was. It was a, it was a really good catch along the sideline. I think that the offense he was talking. Did, oh, yeah, 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 as he's supposed to. The, the offense did, did well, but I think the defense did. I think they did really good as, as well. I think they were in the place that they needed to be. I think they uh, saw Max Crosby in the backfield multiple times. Um, you know, the secondary, it's hard to really judge the secondary right now because they're not, they're not doing everything that they would be doing, but they, it looked like to me that they were in the right place. I think that they would have multiple coverage sacks. I, I just, I, I think that things are starting to turn the corner and I, I caution when I say that, but let me bring in Vinny Bonsignor who's live in Henderson right now. He's going to be in the huddle for the next couple hours and Vinny talking about the defense and the excitement and it feels like that they're, they're trending in the right direction. There's a little bit of buzz around this team. What are you feeling when you're out there? Yeah, I agree. I think this defense, uh, it has to be better, number one. It can't be any worse. I mean, it was really, really bad last year. Uh, so you, you start off from, from that premise. But there's no doubt that the, it looks better out there. The talent looks better. Uh, it looks deeper in certain areas, for sure, the defensive line uh, in the secondary. Got to see Tanner Muse and Javen White and, and Darren Lee um, at, 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 as the backup linebackers to see if that depth is truly uh, quality. Um, but that we'll, we'll figure that out. But I don't think that there's any reason to shy away from the fact that what we're seeing looks better defensively than, than last year. And it's night and day from the last couple of years. It really is. And, and I don't think that that's blowing smoke or trying to be – overly positive I try to write what I know to be the case and right. what I feel is the case and I know you do the same thing you yeah exactly and, and that's why I kind of threw that question out there to Raider Nation because I, I you know I, I was like hey am I am I getting too excited am I getting fired up am I seeing things that you know am I seeing ghosts out there but it does it does feel like and it does seem like things are looking like and it's trending in the right direction now uh <laughs> what about John Gruden and his uh, his mood that he was in at first uh, in the media session what'd you take from that Early on, he you know, he's locked in. Uh, there's yeah. no question about it. We used to kid around with Sean McVay that he would get locked in. He would get tunnel visioned, and as the week went on, uh, it got worse a little bit. And he's the coolest guy around. And right. I know John Gruden is a good guy. Uh, I know that for a fact. But there's you, you know you get to certain points of training camp. There's a game coming up. Uh, you get locked in, but. Uh, he knows how to have a little bit of fun uh, as well. And the other part of it is, you know, some guys are getting banged up. You're at that point in training camp where you just kind of want to get through it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, uh, but you want to make sure guys are healthy 
for when the real bullets start flying in a, in a few weeks on September 13th. So you have that in the back of your mind. Uh, so there's a lot that's going on in, in, in John Gruden's head right now. Uh, and talking to us is probably uh, very low down on the uh, on the list. But uh, it's nothing personal. It never is. Right. Uh, and he did have a lot of fun as well toward the end of it. Yeah, he did. You, you broke it up a little bit. So that was good stuff there, Vinny. So, uh, yeah, 4 to 6 p.m. Vin- Vinny, who you got in studio there with you? Well, just happen to have a couple of gold medalists, uh, Olympian gold medalists that are coming in. Uh, they're going to be uh, driving up here, uh, rolling in in just a little bit. Kelsey Plum. Uh, and Jackie Young from nice. uh, the Las Vegas Aces. They're fresh off their gold medal win uh, in the three-on-three basketball tournament. Can't wait to get into I, I want to talk about the three-on-three uh, right. basketball. It's such a, you know, I think we all grew up playing three-on-three, right? It was very hard-pressed sometimes to find, you know, ten guys to go play a, a full-court game. So we all grew up playing two-on-two, three-on-three. Right. And for it to be now a medal game in the Olympics, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll hear that 4 to 6 p.m. live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Vinny Bossignor in the huddle. He's coming up next. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.